Now we return you to the test card and some music. reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. Here's Jed Shepherd, And that guy over there is Mr. Rob... Jerry! I was going to give you a middle name, like my fire Rob the Wobble Jelly! <laughs> the Wobbler! I don't think you're ready for this journey. The infamous wobbler. I don't think you're ready for this journey. I don't think you're ready for this. And I've ruined the booty licious for you now. Really have. Yeah. How are you, Mr. Rob Jelly? I am very, very good. Uh, there's a there's a song um, uh, out at the moment called Juice by Lizzo. Yep, yep. Familiar with it? Um, I, it's, I mean, it's been around for like a little while yeah. now. And um, it was an amazing genuinely this is this is a sentence I didn't think I'd ever catch myself saying out loud yeah. an amazing TikTok video which someone shared with me now I don't I'm not going to pretend to even understand how TikTok works oh, but I me. have seen some incredible things in it okay. and there's a video where someone has done a rewritten version of this track by yeah. Lizzo mm-hmm. um, oh is it good as hell oh bugger hang on it's a Liz- one of the Lizzo tracks that's yeah, on the radio yeah. at the moment and it is just absolutely top draw it is so good okay um, so I'll send it to you it, she's rewritten the, and you know when sometimes like people do like, a parody version of a song they yeah, rewrite the yeah. way the first verse is usually excellent how's this tie it, into your name is it tie into your name at all no I don't even know where this came from <laughs> right, yeah, I was going to say um, no idea I know <laughs> just like no, I changed the words to bootylicious oh right right right, right. Um, and because now I've sung that song out loud every time you hear it you'll think of me <laughs> so this song is one of those and it's one of those ones where you listen to it and you'll never hear the original the same way again you'll hear only the parody version yeah um, okay I, it, honestly very very impressed now most, like, most of the time you get like one verse which is excellent yeah yeah, yeah. and you know, like syllabically everything is absolutely on point and then the second verse is usually like a couple of iffy lines they've forced a, a rhyme maybe maybe they've gone and stretched yeah. a, a couple of words because they have enough syllables and things like that whereas this one is spot on awesome. all the way to the chorus and then the chorus comes in and you're just not even ready for how good the chorus is <laughs> Not ready for that. You're not ready juicy. for the jelly. Yeah, yeah, You're not yeah. ready for the juice. You're not ready yeah. for the Lizzo. Do you know uh, Juicy by Doja Cat as well? No. Um, she's talking about her behind being juicy, basically. Oh, okay. Um, great song. Even better video. Uh, <laughs> do, do recommend. Okay, good. Great song. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, this week we are weirdly doing two TV shows what, weirdly, against each other. Weird, that. And for once, they're the pilot episodes. Are we doing the pilot episodes? Doing, yeah, yeah, we're not wow. doing because we usually we do episode seventeen of every single show. Uh, well, that's that's the premise of this whole podcast yeah, for the last yeah. three years. Called the episode seventeen. Yeah, Thank episode you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine oh if God. we did such? I mean, it would wouldn't surprise me if you and I did something so <laughs> episode seventeen. Like, why are you doing episode seventeen? Do you know what though? The, I mean, th- please don't nick our ideas off the podcast. Everything we say out loud is uh, copyrighted. Um, yeah, maybe we should do like the pilot songs of musicians so like the very first releases Ooh. of all the artists like that would be and i break them down and talk about them musically speaking because when we, we've been talking about doing other podcasts like the sesame street one and the abba one well you've been talking about doing the abba one um and we've had another one idea which i'm not would mention out loud because i don't want anyone nicking it from us <laughs> um but the other one we're talking about the one that i'm you know a big fan of yeah and yeah. Oh, i know you're a fan of as well mm-hmm. and we've We've played on the name of the album. So so we know what we're talking about. We're keeping it cryptic for you. <laughs> um, like, when you think about the I first really song... I want to do that, by the, the way. The first yeah. song. Crazy. As, as first a, solo song. Yeah, the, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, first solo song. That's the start. That's where he started. Yeah. It's absolutely bananas to think that that's where, you know, that solo career took Very from. few artists you can think of that whose first solo song, even their first song... Is an absolute world beer, like straight out of the game, and it's probably the biggest song they're known for. Yeah, it could I think like... if you say his name and say name a song by this person, yeah. they will say that track. Because not even Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson came out, obviously his songs were hits, but yeah, his first song wasn't the what one. Was the first MJ 
Oh, that's a good question. I think it was. Um, I think I know this. I think it was Ben. The 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 song about the rat. Okay. Da, da, wow, I haven't heard that one in da, da, ages. Da, da, da. I have blimey, I have not heard that. I think that was his first non Jackson in an Five absolute song. Absolute age. I'm pretty sure. Um, wow. Yeah. I, but anyway, I, we can come back like, to that. Likewise, I don't even. <laughs> think, on Michael Jackson podcast. I don't even yeah. think um, he has an equal. Really, when you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyway, but I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's another project on the go in the oh, sidelines yeah, uh, yeah. of the pilot podcast. And obviously um, we, we had the ideas for a Sesame Street podcast. And in order to do that one, we need to get the right sign-offs to include well, as you say, we, we probably need permission from those in charge. So we have asked for that, and we'll see if they come back, Watch when they come back. Space. Yeah, because I think that'll be a really, really cool one. And this year we are looking into doing some visuals as well yes. so you may see this podcast morph into uh, a visual styley thing in order to just attract loads of girls basically um right. <laughs> is to, that be, how it works? to be absolutely clear i'm engaged happily <laughs> so uh, in fact uh, you're listening to this i episode, was joking uh, but, <laughs> but like no i'm just making it perfectly clear right now that you said that out loud i did not condone this message okay 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 and and I also don't condone the fact that you've used this episode to do it while I'm literally on the other side of the Atlantic. Thanks so much okay. for, you know... Rob's, the, do, Rob's doing it for, for, for the boys, I'm doing it for the girls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm all about the boys. But more, more just because... I'm, I didn't say it in a kind of a weird, sleazy way. It's because um, I've done a bit of research into podcasts and people under the age of 25, say, mm-hmm. they don't really listen to podcasts. They, their podcasts that they listen to are YouTube ones. So they watch podcasts. Um, okay. And it all skews feet to, to female as well on, on YouTube as well in terms of... Okay. So in order to get a There was a, a market female research demographic. behind your statement. Yeah, I yeah, take yeah. It I, back, I, I take back the assumption you were just being a massive flirt. I wasn't being a massive flirt or sleaze, but no, it's, I've researched it quite a lot recently um, to see what the trends are. And female, under 25, that kind of demographic is is YouTube-based. Right, so well, we, we need to get onto that demographic. A, 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 as we, as he said, watch this space. Because it's a sausage in, in, fest up in here. In, in, <laughs> in due course, there will be um, a little visual element coming to the to the pilot podcast soon. Yeah, um, don't so have nightmares, kids. But in the meantime, we will keep watching shows for now. And you are very welcome to watch the shows that we're doing yeah. and comment on Twitter, send us some thoughts. You if you what, want to Rob? do us a little review, maybe do a voice memo and tweet to us. That works That'd for us. Cool. Um, you know, do a little video, sort of selfie video, 30 second review of the show, you, what you think. But you want we'll to hear facts, Rob? We'll absolutely add that into it. And I think it's very relevant to mention that this week because this week is Paul's week. Uh, yeah. Paul is one of our listeners and has been with us for a little while now yeah. and has recommended two shows that we're going to break down shortly. But go on. Uh, this this fact, I'm, I'm dying to get out is the fact that I won last week. <laughs> so just, just to remind you, oh. I won last week, so I get to go first. You won last week. You, we drew the week before that. You yeah. won the week before that. It's an ongoing thing. You just can't stop winning. It's an ongoing thing. Let's see thing. what happens this so week. So by, by, um, by default, you got to choose from the two shows that Paul suggested yep. we do this week. Uh, thank you once again to Paul for the suggestion. Thanks very much, And Paul. yours, if you've never tweeted us before... Um, you're very welcome to. You yeah. just send us over and say, hey, guys, have you done this show yet? Um, you know, and we'll come back to you. And those you know, details will be at the end. We are perfectly, we're just like you. We watch TV in our pyjamas. Yeah. We have jobs and you know we go about our normal days like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. But we're very happy to take yeah. a suggestion of a show to watch. There are still a couple of shows we haven't there seen yet. There are a yet. couple out there and these are two of them. Yeah, and these are two of them. We, so uh... you had the choice of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Silicon Valley. And yep. Jed Shepard, well, which one did you pick? Taking all the drama out of it, but I have done... Which one was I again? <laughs> <laughs> I, you may forget. Oh, okay. I am Silicon Valley. We've got to 129 takes doing this podcast, but uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, Silicon Valley theme song's great. Um, the visuals that go along with it, uh, really, really cool, and they change up every episode. But in oh, the do pop- they? yeah, they do. So in the pop- you, you get kind of like um, almost like an, an eight-bit animation style of various different big companies, um, including some 
like basically kind of like a Game of Thrones style map swoop over these um, companies. Because Silicon Valley, as you guys may know, is an area, a tech area of like San Francisco that is essentially the, the biggest companies in the world. Like your, your Googles, your um, Yahoo's and, and things like that. All, all of the big tech companies, they're all based in Silicon Valley. And it's called Silicon Valley because it's the valley and it's um, the main component of computers. Or one of them, at least, is Silicon. Um, so this TV show, in general, is about a uh, a group of people who <coughs> are based in a living incubator. Now, this happens a lot, of t- lot, lots in Silicon Valley, where a house is given to developers. They all move in to Com- computer developers, yeah, not construction, not construction, yeah. residential housing, S- mostly software developers, coders, etc. They all get together in a, in a confined environment in order to whack out a particular product, um, a piece of software, a piece of hardware. Um, and this incubator is run by a guy called Ehrlich, played by TJ Miller, the comedian. Um, and he is an absolutely brash nightmare of a guy. And he's meant to be running this incubator, which is a very serious thing. And this incubator is... The thing that they're trying to develop with this group of people who basically hate each other is a app called Pied Piper. Um, and that app is essentially something that will stop uh, people... Songwriters and composers. Yeah, from from, copy, from copyright infringing on, on other songs. It's, like, it's, it's kind of like Shazam, but a bit more involved. Um, the characters you have in this incubator, these developers, this is very geeky, by the way. I think the IT crowd, but even more so. Um, you've got Thomas Middleditch as the main character. He plays Richard Hendricks. He's the basically the main guy um, who's programming this. He also works at a massive company called Hooli, which is kind of like a analog Apple. It's basically Apple. Um, yeah. And uh, along with him, you've got some other people. You've got Big Head, who's a great character played by uh, Josh Brenner. Uh, you've got Gilfoyle, who is... I've worked with people like Gilfoyle, who's just an absolute B-word. Um, he just... An absolute know-it-all. He thinks he's better than everyone else, but actually deep down he's a good guy, but he just doesn't really reflect it in the way he acts to people. Played play by Martin Starr. He's in Freaks and Geeks. And then you've got Kamal... Uh, Nanjani, who plays Dinesh, one of the greatest characters in this, who's like an Indian guy who is, a lot of the times he's the butt of uh, Guilfoyle's jokes and they kind of hate each other a little bit, but it's all in good jest. Uh, the reason why Ehrlich set up this incubator is because he got a bit of money selling a, an application called Aviato, which you hear a lot about. Um, so he had a little bit of money, decided to put this together. And that's the setup, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I liked your I liked your example of um, Big Bang, IT crowd. This yeah, is my thinking. Much better. It's, than oh yeah, I mean Big Bang is Big bottom Bang. of our league table of yeah. two hundred plus shows. So mm-hmm. that's just the pilot, of course. Yeah. Less said about the rest of it, the better. <laughs> um, but no, but you know, and this this actually isn't as uh, doesn't actually fall into that many typical group-led shows where there's a sort of group of lead characters that clearly we're going to follow in good measure. There will be one or two standouts, and, yeah. you know, Thomas's character is definitely one of those. I mean, he, he is the sort of the, the one we're following, and, and he's the journey that we're going to go on as well. You know, we talk about landing in a brand-new show for the first time and the pilot episode. Yeah. You need to be able to sort of feel like you're, you're on this journey with someone. Mm-hmm. And and for this one, that is straight up Thomas's character, right? There. I mean, because he is, you know, sort of kind of lost in the middle of this group. Really, he's not really a standout character either way. He's not bottom of the table. He he's very much middle of the table. I think it's because he's meant to represent the audience. We we're following him, and he can't be too much of a cartoon character either way, like too boring or too exciting. He has to be like playing the everyman. Mm. So he kind of plays that character, and we basically follow him on a kind of almost like a fantasy journey where he's trying to sell this potential product um, to the highest bidder. So he goes to his own company, he goes to Hooli, but they're not really interested. So he goes to um, uh, a guy, a venture capitalist called Peter Gregory, who's like a really boisterous bit of a lad um, who um, isn't really that interested. So he ends up pitching it to... um, Gavin... Yeah, Gavin uh, Belson. Yeah, who is 
this kind of spacey type rich guy. He's like Elon Musk. Is very much like Elon so, Musk. Yeah, I, I would think. I think if you join, because I think sometimes these, one of these shows, it a bit like Halton Catch Fire. It was quite difficult to explain yeah, the shows, yeah. especially if you haven't seen the show like this. If you can use some real life examples, I would say that someone like Gavin Belson is your Elon Musk. Yeah. Very much the showpiece. The, the, the sort of marketing, the face of the marketing of the product, whilst he's actually the, the top of the chain as well. Yeah. And then you've got Peter Gregory, who's... He's actually the brains behind all these things. It's a bit like Stephen Wozniacki at Apple, yeah. who never really got the, the, the treatment that Steve Jobs got, but he, yeah. he, he, was, he was a large part of the brains, and he, was, and he is very successful in his own right, and he does have a lot of his own knowledge in his own right. Yeah, he's a bit of a space cadet, though, as well. Um... But then, like, he basically kind of ends up, um, Thomas Middle, Middleditch, uh, Richard Hendricks, he basically pitches it to his assistant, played by Amanda Crew, an assistant called Monica, this very pretty kind of girl um, who definitely has ideas more than her pay grade. And you'll see later on in the series that that, that kind of pays off. Um, but then they kind of realise that the app and the product isn't what, isn't the good thing about this particular app. Um it's the actual compression software that's within it that has potential. What it's doing isn't the impressive bit. It's how it's doing it. Yeah. That's the actual bit that everyone's like, holy moly. Exactly. This is game changer. Because this, it's not, because it could basically, it's a compression. And like, we watch videos on YouTube all the time. Um, we listen to things streaming. What if something could condense that into a fraction of what it is now? It means you can watch videos faster. It means you can listen to music faster. You can fit more things on like your iPods or whatever, it's it would change the world essentially. So they realise, wow, you've actually got this built into this app, and you didn't even realise it. So it's not the the music pirating soft anti pirating software thing that's the main sell. It's the compression software. So mm. this is the start of the kind of Pi Piper journey, and the fact it's not just a potential ten million product; it's a potential billion dollar. Okay. Project. I'm, I'm going to go jump to some questions. Yeah. Um, we'll come back, by the way, to the actual start of this episode in a minute because there's some questions to be made about that. Do you think people who have zero techn- technological knowledge will actually get this show? I think there are people who do not know, that, who can barely work an iPhone, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. people are technically minded, others are not. Well, I, th- I think it helps. It definitely helps, and I think it's hard for me because I, I do know this stuff, so it's hard for me to come at it in, in a fresh point of view. But for instance, if I gave it to I my don't mum think you'd to enjoy watch, it if you have if you if you're not technically minded. Yeah, I don't think you're going to enjoy this show. I agree because you wouldn't get some of the jokes and some <clears> of the references. <throat> um, I mean, you've got coronavirus, so maybe it can help fix that. Maybe this Possibly. algorithm, but um, like, yeah, you're, I think I think that's a very good point. Actually, very good point. That might affect the score. Actually, I think it might because the point it should include people, not not. Yes, it should. But I also think that what it does is it doesn't pretend to be a sort of entry level show. Yeah, I mean, it does try to kind of. Because so, I'm sure it's a so, lot more so difficult than than they present. I'm sure going, they're trying to appeal to as many. This people episode as possible. might begin to feel like yeah. um, a Big Bang bashing session. Okay, which it is not intended to be. Yeah. Uh, however, the character of Penny in Big Bang allows people who don't understand physics and science in the way that the boys do to have an entry point to the show. Yeah. This does not have a character, at least not in the pilot episode, that allows a non-technologically minded you know, audience member mm-hmm. an access point. They are assuming you have a basic knowledge of tech. Yeah. And I do mean a fairly, but it's not a particularly extravagant knowledge of tech, mm-hmm. especially on the episode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not making any assumptions. They're not going to just say, okay, right, well, let's just make sure we explain everything like in layman's terms. They're just going, look, if you don't know about it, then don't watch it. It's fine. Like, yeah. I, and I actually think it's quite a brave thing to do. And I'm personally quite drawn into a show that does that. Mm-hmm. If I watched a show and I didn't understand the premise of it and it wasn't, teaching me and telling me all the 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 nuggets of info that i need then i'd be like oh i'm gonna stick with this and see if i can work it out and if i can't work it out fair enough it's not for me i felt that way a little bit about <sighs> mad men really mm. well do you know because what? it wasn't something i understood yeah. so i watched the first episode and by the end of it i still didn't really understand and i know what mad men's about but i didn't yeah. really understand the biz 
Well, I, again, I, like yes, they use technical speak sometimes and, and some jargon, but I think there's enough in this, and that like the relationships between people, the kind of bantering within the incubator with with them all fighting with each other and 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 bullying Dinesh and like bullying Big Head and Big Head, kind of probably being the cleverest one out of all of them, and they don't even realise yet. Um, so I think, and obviously the will they won't they with Monica and uh, and the lead Richard mm. Hendricks. There's a little bit of that going the, on as well. I don't think ever since Moonlighting, everything's been a bit I, like that. I don't think it's that obvious. Not in episode one, not in episode one, but that does come along. Well, um, it might do, but I, d- I don't think there's I don't think it's particularly well fed into the first episode at all. And actually, I, I'm quite pleased by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is essentially this episode is about who gets their hands on this algorithm because it's worth an absolute fortune. Belson wants it. Uh, Pied Piper's interested only after the fact that they know like people are after it. Um, and essentially, a decision's made towards the end where um, Hendrix uh, has to decide whether he stays at Hooli. Um, yeah, he has, made, he, made, he has made quite a big decision, and and the thing is, at this level, he's he's just a developer. He doesn't have the business nous to yeah. make a snap decision, especially something that's going to be changing his life. Do I, you know, take on board someone? Do I sell the idea completely for ten million quid? Yeah, or do I sell a part of the product, keep control of it, make less money? Mm-hmm. Like, someone offers you 10 million quid for an idea which you probably came up with fairly easily. Yeah. You'd be very tempted to think, well, I'm sure I can come up with another one. Yeah. But he also does understand the, the importance. And I think this is where the, the, the nice dynamic between both Gavin and Peter is. Mm-hmm. Gavin's the, I know how much money I can make out of this. 10 million yeah. quid is not going to scratch the surface for me, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's like the George Lucas thing, where he was offered like 250 grand for, for Star Wars, and he was like... I'll have some of the back end if that's all right instead, and I'll have the the rights to all the toys. And I'm like, fine for the, this rest, a... for the rest of time. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, cool. You and missed out on 250 grand. To Disney for like two billion, four billion. Is it four uh, billion? Plus, he's probably made that already off the toys. Um, yeah. Think of the long game. If 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 you're so confident in the thing you're producing, and in, in like for instance with with films and stuff. I'm yeah. so confident in like some of the films I'm doing and some of the things I'm doing. I'm just like, it doesn't matter how much you give me up front. Like, it's all it's the end. You because still, yeah, exactly. I'm seeing and, like, and the bigger picture. And you still want that ownership of it. It's your yeah. idea. It's your it's your baby. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's it's there are plenty of shows that do have examples of this. Yeah, Billions was another one. Yeah, where they just throw big sums of money around. And and when, when you're the the big boys with the big money. You can scare away all the sort of like the smaller, smaller the, the minions yeah. with just big sums of money. Going, I'll give you that much money for it. And yeah, like, that'll keep you quiet oh, for a little while, and it keeps you quiet. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm I'm really quite pleased that this episode starts with that decision making process. Yeah, um, and and in weird ways, it's got some dark humor in it as well. There's some really really oh, dark humour. The whole um, thing's quite, the whole thing's when he goes to see the actually. doctor when he's trying to make this decision, he's having yeah. like an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it's, it's brilliantly yeah. written. It's very very clever. It's essentially a sitcom, so it, it is really funny. And I know the jokes might be tech specific, but sometimes they're just funny, really funny. And this was like created by Mike Judge to be with some butterhead as well. So <coughs> it's got that pedigree behind it. Um, this came out in the original air dates April six two thousand and fourteen. So yep. six years old. Running times twenty nine minutes. And the final season was just was just aired recently. Um, I think that's season oh, that was, five. As in, that was just that is the last one. That's the last one ever. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah, finished. It's finished now. Yeah. Um, and like, I've seen everything but the last series, and it's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I uh, definitely recommend it. Worth but we'll come on forward. to the um, the commandments at the end, maybe. For uh, we certainly will. Of course, every show gets put through the uh, the gauntlet that is the Ten Commandments of pilot television. But uh, of course, we have to put two shows for it. So, time to talk on my show this week. Yep. Uh, and mine was Paul's other choice. Uh, which I was left with thanks to Jed over there. Uh, yeah. I have, but I'm, I'm quite happy with this. I'm quite pleased that I've got this show because this is a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, talk about theme tunes yeah. that don't match the show. Yeah, this is kind of like the polar opposite of what the show's dirty, down and dirty, and a theme song's light and 
classic, classic. It, it's such a juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, and I'm pleased that it's maybe used that word, yeah. to be honest with you. And I, I, like, I may have made this up, and like, if anyone's out there that knows I'm wrong, please, please tell me, but... Please name and shame him. So I, I think that there was this one particular CD of like classic, classic, popular, classical music tunes, right? And I think, oh, I think um, Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. picked one of the songs off it. And off the same album, I... So you think this song is on the same album that Curb Your Enthusiasm theme tune is yes, from? Yes, I think so. I think so. Um, that sounds a believable fact. We'll go with that as truth. Yeah. And if I'm correct as well, they were only going to use that theme as a stand. Because this pilot episode as well, I've got to say, they funded it themselves. They they put their money together, made a pilot, and pitched it around town, and this is it. So this wasn't made by a studio. This was made by them, their mates, and the camera. Um, so if you think of it from Which that is point, quite of impressive. View, I think they made it for four grand or six grand or something. Wow! So it looks a little. This cheaper. might be the cheapest pilot we've done. Yeah, um, but it's just amazing that people because they were just out of work actors. They'd barely been in anything. These guys, and they're just like, let's just do it ourselves, which is always the way. And did they write it? Yeah. Every single thing they did, and it's it's like these are the guys. These, these are perfect, and the fact it took off it as it did. One of now it's in, on its like twelfth, thirteenth season, um, and mate, it just fourteen. Yeah, and it gets better and better and better and better and better as well. And I've okay. not seen many shows that do that, but this final couple of seasons, holy moly, like. Um, like there's one particular episode and this is a little bit of a spoiler where one of them comes out as gay okay one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen it is so good um, I appreciate your input but yeah. not the pilot episode so not I'm the going pilot to episode. your previous statement yeah. you are <laughs> um, but no this thing sounds great because I think you're right it, it's juxtaposed against what it the show it automatically puts you in a mood of something that's not what's about to happen yeah yeah and I sometimes think that's detrimental Mm-hmm. But actually, given how very off the wall this show actually is, even in the first episode alone, I think it kind of works. Yeah, just have, about. Have so, you spoken about uh, the production codes of of pilot episodes. Wow! Now we are getting nerdy. It's no. only taken 129 <laughs> episodes, but we're now getting really nerdy. Because this is listed. So, like, you know, like when you're making a TV show. It ha- yeah, I'm always code. doing that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it's like known by a code. So, so the production code for this is one p zero one zero zero one. Basically, I mean it's the pilot episode, the very very first first one. Um, okay. And I wonder if and like I wonder if there's many production codes that are interesting. As we go along, maybe we can bring them up. All right, um, we'll keep an eye out for yeah. them. Something for uh, you production co-founders out there? detail about the episode I want to bring up is the title of it. Now, we always sort of say that if you can put the word pilot, if it's called pilot, yeah. it's a great bonus point. But I think if you have a catchy enough episode title, it is a good way of drawing people in without knowing anything about the show. So it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, We already know it's going to be American-based, for sure. Yep, 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 yep. Um, it's... Suggesting that things are always great in Philadelphia. It's always sunny. Mm-hmm. It's always fine. I think that's it's fine. Which is also, though, right? it's, but it's also a very subtle way of saying things aren't fine. We yeah. just pretend they are. Right? Now, that's just the title of the show. But also, then you add the title of the episode to this. Yeah. And I'm suddenly like, well, I'm watching this. You yeah. couldn't tell. You didn't very have to tell, clever. You have to tell me anything about this show. Yeah. I'm watching it based on the fact this episode is called The Gang Gets Racist. Yeah. And, I mean, each of their episodes is called something provocative like this yeah. as well. The gang does just the gang. It's a need to watch because you think they can't possibly do what I think no, that's no, suggesting. No, they do, yeah. Though the episode is about mistaking racism. But then also Absolutely. So, a little bit of the prejudice come, comes in as well. But it's just done in kind of a light, funny way. So you're almost la- you're laughing at, at them and with them as well. Um, Which is quite tricky. Yeah. And have you ever met a bunch of characters so utterly horrible and spiteful, but you actually, you're warm to them. You're just like, you want them to do well, but they're actually terrible people. Terrible, terrible, terrible people. All of them. Even Sweet D. Um, I don't think there is another show like it. I think of all the shows we've done. 
Yeah. I don't think there's one that comes close to having a combination of characters like these. Yeah. And it's an interesting number as well. Uh, you know, we've done shows that have had, you know, that one lead character, a duo. Yeah. Um, this is a foursome, I think you could probably say. Yeah, it's a foursome. Would it be, yeah, would yeah. be fair to say that it's four throughout the show? Yeah. I just want to say, like, how, it, how rare it is because... Like obviously, I, I'm working on doing TV things and, and, and films, and the the one massive note you always get from people is, "Oh, that main character's unlikable. We can't have that. Make them likable. Make make them have a cat. There's a bal- bad make quality him have a dog. in all of these yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also an interesting combination of three and one, three guys and one girl. Yeah, um, I love it because like, and they just because she's the girl, they always, always, always make talk fun down of her. to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, it's like three best guy mates. Yeah, and and one of their they, sisters. Or they all, well, yeah. I mean, it is a sister as well, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. So she's actually married to she's married to Mac in real life. Is she really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Was that early on when like, we were talking about the start of the show in two thousand six, or, or was that more I'm recent? I'm not sure if they were married from the start, but okay. um, yeah, they are. So it's quite funny in later episodes when you know they're married yet yeah, he's still going in on her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've got this. Very. They run idyllic... a pub, by the way, which we didn't mention. Sorry, they run. They run a pub. Um... Yeah. Well, well, so the idyllic music and scenery of the introduction, the theme music plays, and then you kind of get the opening scene, which is in the pub, Paddy's a, pub, a, a very dark, dingy, badly decorated, falling apart Irish Irish themed pub, and it is awkward as all hell <laughs> because they're just so. Jarring on each other. Can't believe this pub's still open because, like, they do no business. They drink their own drinks. They they're drinking their, themselves. They dry. don't promote They don't promote themselves properly. They don't care about the customers. It's I mean, and this is why they need farce. more customers, basically, don't they? Well, it is exactly the sort of birthplace of the idea of this opening episode. In that, let's um, say, Sweet D kind of meets um, Terrell, who comes in. He's a he's a promoter. He's done a lot of promotion in the Philadelphia area, so he's saying, like, you know, yeah. I, we can we can we can do something with this. We just got to find the right kind of clientele and get them in. Let them know it's here and make it happen. Um, so he comes in. There's awkward conversation straight away because, you know, they, and this goes back to the start of the show. The gang gets racist. Um, you know, there's an inappropriate comment here and an inappropriate comment there. Terrell just goes with it. He, he very much almost plays in it a little bit. Sort of winds <laughs> yeah. them up and makes them feel even worse for it highlights the fact that they've said something that, you know, to someone else might be particularly offensive and therefore start a fight. Yeah. He kind of like very much brushes a lot of it off. Um, but he's also not all he appears to be on the surface at the very start of his introduction. Uh, Comes exactly. in, he's mingling with the group, he's having a chat with them, having a laugh, but he's making a pass at Dennis. And Dennis is the only one that sees any of this. So he is, if he says anything, yeah. only going to come across as being weird because the others are like, what are you yeah. talking about, And mate? or racist or homophobic. Yeah. Yeah, they are playing with fire writing this script. So good. So but they good. do it so delicately yeah. that I think they, they do it with a bit of class. See, see, the beauty of All Sunny in Philadelphia is the title and the start it almost puts you on edge that you're going to be offended. The aim is to yeah. offend you, but then by the end, you're not only not offended, you're on their team. Yeah. You're on their team, you love them, you're like, and it's, it's crazy. Not many shows can do this. They literally set out to offend. From the title of the show, the gang get racist. You're like, oh, wow, okay, I can't believe they've done this. Then you watch it and you're just like... Yeah, how close to the, to the line are they going to get? Yeah. And you realise that they're not even considering the line at this point. Yeah. They're just running around it all over the shop. And the funny thing is, now you know later on, like one of the characters turns out to... I won't say which one. One of the tar- characters turn out to be gay. It makes watching this episode again like, oh, wow, okay. So they were almost seeding some of it from the very, very start. Wow. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, The plant really seeds this good. early on for something much, much later down the line. Yeah. Um, Charlie and Mac, they go in search of new clients based on Terrell's suggestions. So <laughs> yeah. they go to a local campus and local like, sort of hangout spots and try and attract new clients. And by new clients, I mean black people because they are just sort of only appealing to this male white audience. So they're saying, you know, if we get... And, and these are the phrases they use in the show. I'm not, not meaning anything by this. Brothers and sisters, they keep saying about that. And it's, <laughs> and it's so cringy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know they don't... There's no intention to be inappropriate by these things. They are trying desperately 
to appeal to new clients, but in yes. fact, all they're doing is making it unbearably uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what they don't realise is is that Terrell is gay and that what he is essentially doing is turning the bar into a gay bar, the hottest gay yeah. bar in Philadelphia. Do and the place working? is heaving. Yeah. There is... No room to dance, no room to swing a cat. Um, it is absolutely jam-packed, and they're making money hand over fist. Yeah. Some of the Dennis issue is having that, a good time, it seems. Some of the yeah. issue with that being that Dennis is getting a lot of attention uh, behind the bar, and no one he wants to be served by it. anyone other than <laughs> Dennis. And slowly as the episode progresses, he gets to wear even tighter tops uh, towards the end. He's wearing a sleeveless <laughs> tight top as well. I love um, it. how subtle it is. It's, it is... Um, uh, it's it's brilliantly written. It's so clever. Describing it like this now, sitting here trying to sort of you know explain how the episode pans out, yeah, makes you realise how close to the line they they managed to write this. Is this the first episode you've seen of it? It's the only episode I've seen. Oh right, of it. okay, because these characters develop in. I well, bet they do, and I'm yeah, sure that they do. It's you so can tell good, that mate. you're not. Yeah. You know, you're not wandering into this group as one of the new members. They no. are or established four piece. Yeah, and while we talk about having a new character or journey to join in with i'm not sure there is one that exists in this group um i think we are the fifth member of the group yeah actually so i think in a, in a way it doesn't have that access point mm -hmm. other than i think we become that that fifth member of the of the of the clan of yeah. the gang um there's a disagreement with how they should go forward after the success of the opening night yeah. uh, mac doesn't like it um, so he hatches a <laughs> plan with D to make Dennis change his mind because Dennis is loving life. Yeah, yeah. Um, meantime, uh, <laughs> Charlie's being a bit of a dipstick. He has um, a crush on the waitress, basically. Who doesn't even yeah. like to address him as a human being, let alone like him like him. This is the current theme throughout the entire series. Well, I, just I like, could already tell yeah. that this was going to be an ongoing thing where he's obsessed. he's obsessed with this waitress in this yeah. coffee shop. And he's, I don't think he's ever going to get with her, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? You'll oh, have to mate. keep watching to I'll find I'll tell you out. after this. Like, what? <laughs> they, they have quite a lot of disagreement. They have a bit of fallout. There's a setup of a, you know, sort of, it's a bit of a stitch up. And yeah. they eventually convince themselves and each other that actually they preferred it the way it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their way. The old Irish pub. Yeah. Falling apart the seams. The old clientele they used to have drinking their own profits. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> It don't matter. Exactly. But that, so, so, you know, they had a plan, a plan that kind of did work financially, but, you know, you know what? They didn't like that plan. And this is know. kind of the premise for almost every episode. It's like, right, how, what else can we do to the bowl? What, well, how can we get, bring customers? It, every episode, they it, think of that's, a that's hair-brained scheme. That's the impression yeah. I got, is that what we're going to witness is how many different ideas they can come up with to try and improve it, but end up basically always going back to yeah. what they know best. Do you, just to sell this, I know this isn't my show, but I'm going to help you out a little bit. You know, from season two onwards, mm. so for 13 of the seasons, Danny DeVito's in it. Um, he is wow. it, as one of the gang. Really? The entire way through, yeah, yeah. He is unbelievably good. There's one episode where they go to um, a, uh, a water park. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> To get to the front of um, Danny DeVito notices to get to the front of the lines quickly. If you're ill or have some kind of dis uh, disability, <laughs> you get to the front. I already know what's going to happen here. So he so he tells him, "I've got AIDS." Um, so, so he gets <laughs> yeah yeah. So he gets to the front of the queue, but then there's there's this new shoot right, that, and he's like, "I, I want to try that new shoot." It's like, "No, it's not open yet. It's not ready." And so he's been telling everyone. He's got AIDS. And then he goes to, to this new shoot that isn't open yet. He goes down it, but it's got no water in it. So he's basically, his skin kind of like peels oh. off. And it's just like a trail of blood all the way down the chute <laughs> into the main pool with just loads of blood. just thinking about it. And it is so funny. <laughs> yeah, so, but I mean, this show is absolutely incredible. And like, they take chances in the later series as well. So it may look like a normal sitcom right now, yeah. but they take chances in terms of like um the way they shoot things for instance there's like a a 10 minute dance scene in one of the episodes that will blow your mind of course there is and i, I don't know if you heard it but they, they there's a musical episode as well called uh the nightman cometh we do which like is a show incredible that has a episode. and they actually because the episode was so popular they did it as re for a real theater show as well it's incredible does make me think we should do Glee at some point by the way oh we should do Glee. yeah yeah it's a television series we can yeah. do it but generally uh, 
this is one of the funniest TV shows of all time. In my, in yeah, my, I, it really, you know what? I've me, recently started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I can't get into it. Um, I see, I quite like it. Everyone loves it, and I think Maybe we'll I do it at some to, point. We'll yeah. do it at some point. Not not yet. We'll do it soon. But these are two shows that, in my mind, are, are comparable. Yeah, I in see that what you way. mean. Yeah. Um, They're both really popular. But these two have never crossed my path before. And so, um, Paul, once more, final say thank you to you for bringing these to us because I'm really pleased that I've sat and watched them. I actually enjoyed them both. Is it Paul I know? Thoroughly. Uh, No, this is different Paul. Different Paul, okay. Yeah. Uh, There are 153 episodes over over 14 seasons for this. Wow. Um, And just so you've got the actors' names as well, Charlie Day plays Charlie Kelly. Who's now Uh, a big film actor. He's in loads of comedy films. Glenn Howerton plays Dennis Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Olsen is D Reynolds. Uh, Rob uh, McElhenney yep. is Mac. Mac. Um, and you've got uh, Mary Elizabeth Ellis, who plays the coffee shop waitress. Yep. She yep. doesn't actually have a name in the show. Um, she's the waitress. She's just the waitress. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I gave this quite a low score when I first watched it because I did it, some of it maybe didn't make sense. And I always say that sometimes when we talk it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly stuff starts to click. You've got you to do what to... you feel, mate. You don't, don't, don't let me, no, don't let me swing not, you. No, but um, we, should, we should run it through the, the commandments. Yeah, because that's the only fair way of properly comparing these, especially against everything else that we've done. So do you want to watch episode two of Silicon Valley? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I already have. But got a lot of love for Richard. Again. I want to see how he turns out. Yep. Does he end up being an egotistical maniac? Um, is he cool in the end? Is he mm-hmm. the same guy he's always been? Um, and how do the, the you know the guys and the girls hang out in Philadelphia? How does that bar out? How, you know, where does it go? What harebrained ideas come up with next? Well, so as Danny DeVito gets there, it's, it just becomes unbelievably exponentially good. better. Yeah, because okay. like he just makes them do crazier and crazier stuff. Because Danny DeVito. Um, I theme tune wise, I liked. I preferred Silicon Valley because it's more appropriate to the show. The visuals were better on the on the intro sequence as well. Yeah, and I just don't know. I mean, it's I'm not sure I would actually recognise Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I, I've watched 14 seasons. Like it's in I know, Bill. but I think if you heard something that was similar to it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's the theme tune." Tell it's not. No, it's just it sounds a little bit like it. Yeah, like any like I'm saying, if you put the if you're saying that CD had the two songs on, one for Kirby yeah. Enthusiasm, one for this. Mm-hmm. You could probably play any song on that CD, and I'd probably yeah. think, "Oh, that's the um, yeah. theme tune to Always Sunny." And they go, "No, it's not. It's yeah, not. yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah. song." So I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit. No, I, yeah, I, I can see that. Probably, I'm a little indifferent Silicon to the theme tune to that one. But Silicon Valley, at least, is appropriate to the yeah, show, yeah. Uh, visually and audibly. Yeah. Though they introduce you to new characters and journeys, Silicon Valley, absolutely perfect journey start. Yes. Here's a brand new good. product. Yeah. Which way is it going to go? Uh, always sunny. sunny in Philadelphia. I feel like they've always, maybe even before the first yeah, episode, they've they, probably they, always. This is not the first hairbrain idea. Yeah. This is the eight hundred and seventeenth one. Yeah, they all know each other. They're just going to continue going until they hit the sweet spot. Until series two, when 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 Danny DeVito turns up, there there isn't any new kind of characters to the situation. They've been in it for a while. Would you pause either of these shows to take a little leak? I genuinely would pause Always Sunny, because. I, you can't believe what you're watching sometimes. And, I, and I'm, like, I'm not going to miss something because I want to see something crazy. I want to see something racist happen or, s- or something weird and yeah. funny happen. So I think I would generally pause for a pee for All Was Sunny, but maybe not for Silicon Valley, which is a shame because it's my one. I probably would at this stage, knowing little about the shows. For both of them. So mm-hmm. just basing on the pilot, which is, of course, what we try to do each and every time, yes, I would pause both of them. Um, do I feel emotionally connected though? Right, feel r- for Richard probably more than I've done for a lot of characters for a long time. From um, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I just I, I want him to succeed. Yeah, I yeah. don't have a bad thought about him right now. Yeah, uh, maybe I will in the future, but right now, yeah. I, ju- I want him not to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm really behind him and rooting yeah. for him to do well. And all of a sudden, they're all hateable characters, <clears throat> but again. Hate's a powerful emotion, so like, yeah, love or hate them, yeah, hate all of them. I hate all of them. I wouldn't want to be mates with them, uh, but would you recommend them? 100%. I would, I would recommend, recommend All Sunny more than Silicon Valley, but though. I would also recommend you don't watch Silicon Valley if you have no tech, if you are proper technophobe, yeah, yeah and yeah. you don't even remember they had to work a VCR, yeah, don't watch it. That, that's how I think good a show it is. I think it's you're able to actually recommend to watch it or not watch it, yeah, good depending chat. on who you're actually talking to. Um, is there a mic drop? Mm, not 
in no. Silicon Valley and no there wasn't always sunny I mean I think it's a very subtle mic what just that the character's gay yeah just Terrell because uh, you're the only one that notices it with Dennis at the time but uh, it's, Again, such a, it's such an early one I'm not sure you can consider it's a mic, it a mic drop onto a table rather than the floor yeah and because I think it's because it's so early in the episode rather than being sort of like building 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 drop it's like oh hang on a minute there's yeah. a cur- there's a curveball for you for the episode yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tiny one. Does it defy expectations? Yeah, both do. Yeah, both are... Both are now I know that that's a four grand pilot. Yeah. Big expectations to find. Crazy, yeah. Because um, you'd expect it to be a crap episode from four grand. Yeah, but no, they're just... They're just Done they a very good formula. job. Done a very, formula. very good job indeed. Um, have they aged well? Yeah, I mean... I think Silicon Valley will be relevant yeah. forever. Pretty much. There's always like a little guy against the big guys yep. and that kind of story. David, David and Goliath. Um, yeah, I think that one. Is it always sunny in Philadelphia? Has it aged well? I think it's time. It's just a bunch of people in the bar trying to get rich quick scheme kind of style thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's relevant. Like, you could make this now, it'd be exactly the same. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's any different from Only Fools and Horses in that sense, trying yeah. to make the next big deal. And also, the... this time next year, Rodney will be millionaires. Yeah, you know? and the kind of like reaction to people about trying not to offend anyone as well um in america like like people are just like oh no that's racist no that isn't racist and blah 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 that whole conversation so it is quite re- relevant um to now and finally is the hype real for both yeah i think there's a lot of hype for both and i think they're both great um i must admit i didn't really know of any hype behind either of them really yeah Always Sunny is the one that literally before I watched it everyone was like I cannot believe you're not watching Always Sunny I think I, I jumped in maybe like series 6 or 7 so quite late on and I was just like it doesn't seem like it would be my thing and yeah. I watched it and then I was like I need to watch all of this it's yeah, amazing now I'm going back to the start yeah okay um, so scores let's do it Silicon Valley I'm going to give that a 6 even though it's my really yeah even though it's mine more than that I thought I would as well, but then watching it again, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't as good as I remember. It's good, but I just remember it being better. And I don't know why I'm gonna that is. top you a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to go 7.5. Okay. And it got a 7 from me. Yeah. And I get a 0.5 for having Kid Rock playing right at the start. Yeah, and do you know what? Kid Rock was in it because the Mike Judge, the creator of Silicon Valley, he's also the creator of Beavis and Butthead, he made a Beavis and Butthead-style thing for Kid Rock's music video or something for free. <laughs> so Kid Rock owed him a favour. Ah. So he appeared in this as a, as a favour to, to Mike Judge, okay, the director fair and enough. creator. So, uh, yeah, 13.5. Okay. That's all right. Not too bad, not too not bad. Not a bad score at all. Uh, I think we already know that there's going to go on to be better episodes in that show. It's, yep. it's the seed planter, isn't it? That's right. But is it always sunny in Philadelphia better? I'm going to give that an eight. One of the reasons why it is... It's so ambitious that they made it for about four grand. They did that themselves, like to hell with studios and networks and stuff. They got a, they got a video camera. They wrote it themselves. They filmed it themselves. Acted it themselves. Produced it themselves. Did everything, like fully formed. And then it became it's one of the longest running and, and best comedy shows probably ever. I think this episode, I would say, the certain episodes of this show, that's like nine and a half, ten. No joke. Wow. This one, I'm giving them an eight because you don't see them at their fully worst, mental, problematic. You're seeing them pre uh, Danny DeVito. There was two times before Danny DeVito and after Danny DeVito. Pre okay. Danny DeVito isn't as good as post Danny DeVito. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to match you. Oh, nice. I actually originally wrote down a much slower score than that. Yeah. Um, but talking it through, thinking it through again. Knowing that it's a... Yeah, knowing things like that massively change it. I yeah, mean, I shouldn't yeah. probably really consider that fact in it as well because you wouldn't watch a show having done some IMDb research before it. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. a show to be just good from watching it. Yeah. Um, but actually on better reflection, it is a very, very good show. Mm. Very silly, very funny, very inappropriate. Makes all the feels happen. Yeah. And also, um, it means you win. And I want to know. And I want to know what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. next. Oh, you're going to love it. Um, so, 16. So, you win this week, 16, mate. I've got a win in. So, means I get to go first next week. Ooh. And um, I'm a big fan of a particular actor whom we have done a show of before. Okay. Um, might have even been in a couple of shows, actually, so far that we've done. 
Mr. Matt Berry. Oh. He's in the IT crowd. Yeah, so we we did him for um, um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. That's right. That's what the yeah. other one I couldn't remember. Um, he's also in a show which has recently come to my attention yeah. called Toast of London. Absolutely love it, mate. I love which Toast of London. Is a sketch show. Yeah, and in my mind is a little bit peep show, a little bit IT crowd, a yeah. little bit. It's un- an unusual yeah, show. It, it actually is quite unusual. Yeah. Actually, trying to compare it to something like that is probably unfair. So I, I'm going to retract that statement somewhat because actually I want anyone else who wants to watch it hasn't. Yeah. Go and watch it with a completely blank slate. Can we have a Berry Week? If, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if that's your choice. Yeah. Is there another Berry show? There is. Um, and it's one that he did shortly after in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. A lot of people haven't seen because I think it was a BBC Three original, but before people watched BBC Three. Um, it's called Snuffbox, where he plays a executioner. Um, of course he does. And he hangs out in a, a men's club for executioners. Um, <laughs> but weird, does. surreal things happen. So it's very... It's kind of, kind of Mighty Boosh, actually. It's very Mighty Boosh. Uh, and I absolutely love it. And okay, he does well, the theme I, I, song I, as well. And the theme song... Yeah, because he's, he's quite a good musician. He's great, yeah. He's quite a good musician, I met, Mr. I met him once in Shoreditch Station, and I was like, oh, you're right, Matt Berry? And then he was like, yeah, how are you? What, what are you up to? Where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm going to go see my friend's gig. Do you want to come? And he was like, where is it? And I was just like, oh, I was just like in this little venue down the road. He was like, I've got to go to this other gig, but like, I could, I'm, I could come later on. And like, I was like, cool. I don't know if he ever turned up because I left quite early. Maybe he turned up. Um, <laughs> he was looking for you. Yeah. He's still looking for you. Yeah. But like, I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't remember anything he was in besides Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. So I was like, I, I love you and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And um, yeah, man, I love, I love your yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think probably more of a specific f- sort of th- show to have liked of his that he yeah. was in than say like the IT crowd. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, he wasn't really the main character for. He was more of a sort of secondary character. He came in like series Three? I would like to say it's two or three. What, IT crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's early. No, because it was Chris Morris he first, wasn't into it? The, no, yeah, but he jumps out the window in the first episode. Matt Berry does. No. Who? Chris Morris. No, he's in it for a bit longer than that, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I think Matt Berry's season two. Oh, okay. Maybe I've merged it's, the first series quite yeah. close together then. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, look. Yeah, Matt anyway. Berry week next yeah. week. So, Toast of London. Yeah. It's on Netflix, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Snuffbox, which is... Probably somewhere on the internet. I know there are some episodes in Daily Motion. Um, right, okay. We might have to do a little bit of well, searching. Well, yeah. if we find it, we'll link it on Twitter. Yeah. Actually, that brings me nicely on to if you have a suggestion. So if you do, tweet us. Find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. J E D S H E P H E R D. Nice acoustics in this room today. Yeah. Feels good. I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Yeah. So suggestions are very welcome. Um, Two shows that had the same actor in it, maybe. Uh, yeah. A show that was uh, an original in the 60s and they remade in the early 90s. You know would be a good Works idea? Works for me. If you asked your parents what they liked when they were growing up, or your grandparents, what did you watch as a kid? Should we have Mum's Week? We get our mums to pick Mum's Week. Oh, what did, oh, no, my mum would pick something weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, or Parents Week in general, right. maybe. What, what did they used to watch? Um, that'd be quite good, actually. I might pick their brains for some lists. Yeah, I'll yeah. give them a ring later. And then okay. we've got... Uh, so, that's, uh, so that's take 130 next ooh, week. Okay, cool. So at the end of next week, not only will you have the episode and our thoughts on both those two shows, but you'll have the entire list, yeah. all 250 plus shows we've done, in order, right. in the description as well. So you can catch up and find out where uh, where shows are and what we've done so far. Yeah. So don't forget, Yeah. put on your hype badge. You've reached level, level five. Four. Oh, level five again, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got down to level four, mate. That would be inappropriate to demote someone, wouldn't it? And that leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. Bye-bye now. You have to say it in a while, crocodile. It was oh, bad sorry. Luck. Okay, we'll do it again then. Go on, okay. then. I'll do it again. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>